Hello, I hope your day is going wonderfully and that you had a great Thanksgiving. Today I am sharing on this one thing that I feel has changed my life once I had a revelation that I could choose it, and that is cheerfulness. I grew up, I would say, a naturally more cheerful person, uh, joyful. And then of course, as life goes on, not everything goes to plan. There are hardships that come up. And at one point, a few years ago, I was like, oh no, did I lose my cheerfulness? Have I lost my joy? Have I lost my childlike faith? Because no fault of our own, but life happened and hard things came up. And it's been a journey for me to learn that actually cheerfulness is not just a result of things going your way in life or a result of someone's just a naturally happy person but you could have everything in the world going against you and you can still choose to be cheerful and honoring God by choosing cheerfulness as a virtue. Reading through the Old Testament, there are people who went through extremely hard things. And how many of those people did God put in Hebrews 11 as heroes of the faith? But when you look at their life, there was it was not easy. Life was hard. And yet, I believe choosing cheerfulness is choosing to have faith and it is faith that is pleasing to God and that's why all of those people, even though they did bad things, life was hard, hard things happened to them, they were still honored in Hebrews 11. For most of my homemaker chats, I usually start it with a scripture, so I'm starting today's with Proverbs 17:22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. I've reflected on this verse a lot because choosing joyfulness, that's good medicine. But when you allow your spirit to remain crushed, that dries up bones. And I think that's even a physical thing. When we are broken and crushed, that that will reflect in the health of our bodies. But a joyful heart is good medicine for our souls, for our bodies. And so I think having that scripture in your house up on something as a reminder to choose joyfulness, to choose cheerfulness, but I'm not saying fake cheerfulness or fake inauthentic cheerfulness. It is a cheerfulness that is by faith, that it is pleasing to God that we choose to be cheerful despite the circumstances, despite things that come up, that we will still, as an act of honoring the Lord, that we would choose to be cheerful despite our circumstances. Because like I said, it's easy to be cheerful when life is going according to your plan. Practicing cheerfulness and learning to practice cheerfulness comes when life doesn't go according to plan. And it's in those moments that I'm hoping the ideas that I talk about in this video comes to mind, that these are the things that you think about, that it's this constant massaging this message into your mind of, no, I can choose cheerfulness. Instead of being upset as my default, I can choose in this moment to be cheerful. And again, that takes practice, but I think that comes from meditating on the Word of God, that actually cheerfulness is a choice and it is a virtuous thing to choose cheerfulness, to choose to ask for forgiveness in those moments when you're upset, to take a breath and to pause. And those are things that we can practice in the moments of being upset. And I'm gonna give examples throughout this video of the practicality of cheerfulness. And I wanna start with the single ladies who watch this video because I think this is something that 
is very important to practice even before you get married. Because if you're single, guys are naturally attracted to cheerful girls. And this alone will set you apart from most of the girls in mainstream culture because in our society today, it has been glorified to have a resting upset face a resting rude face, or to be a hot mess, or to throw a temper tantrum. Those things are uh, cutesy, not cute at all, but it's glorified as being cute. And people expose these things and say, well, I'm just being real, that this is just me, you're getting me, and I'm just being real in these moments, I'm not being fake. Okay, maybe you are being real, but that is real sin that is being glorified. And we don't want to glorify sin. We want to be conscious of when we sin and then repent of sinfulness, turn away from those things, and practice righteousness and asking the Holy Spirit to help us. And so if you're single, learning to practice cheerfulness when life doesn't go your way will set you apart from most girls. High value guys aren't attracted to the temper tantrum, hot mess, resting rude face girls anyways. High value guys are looking for cheerful girls that are virtuous. When I met Scott, I was working in a rubbish dump in South Africa and it was dirty, gross. Uh, the people there were wonderful. I It was one of those uh, moments in my life that I look back on with great joy and thankfulness that God led me there, but it was very uncomfortable. And there were many reasons I could choose to be upset or to be uh, frustrated or to be grossed out, but I believe that God gave me a grace to not see all the dirtiness and disgustingness of that season. And instead, I was very cheerful and I loved it. I loved my season there. And it was in that place that I met Scott uh, working at this rubbish dump my second to last week before leaving South Africa. That's where he came and we met. And he has said before that that was one of the things that really attracted him to me was that in the midst of what could be a horrible circumstance that I was still cheerful. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. Like I said, I, I really believe that God gave me grace in that season to not see difficulties and to not be impacted by the difficulties, but I'm sharing that as a positive testimony that you never know what moment that your future husband could be in and is considering whether or not he wants to pursue you and something comes up and you in that moment when you could choose to be upset or angry or have a bad attitude that you chose cheerfulness if that's one of the reasons where it's like, that is my wife, that is the type of woman that I want to marry. And so to start practicing those things now, and then how much easier it is to choose cheerfulness when you're married and life things come up because you've made it just a natural part of your character. That brings me to cheerfulness as a wife. You could have the most beautiful, exquisite, clean home, but if your husband comes home to an upset wife, the marriage is gonna have a hard time. Your life is gonna have a hard time because no man wants to come home to an upset wife. There are five very clear scriptures from Proverbs about the upset wife or the quarrelsome wife or the contentious wife. And I'll just read a few, but I'll list them all on the screen if you want to pause it. But these are verses to come to mind when you're choosing to be upset or choosing to have a bad attitude 
this is who you're being. Proverbs 21, 9 says, it is better to live in a corner of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. So it doesn't matter if your house is gorgeous and perfect. If you are contentious, it is better for the husband to live far away from you. It's better for him than to be in a clean, beautiful home where there is no love. Proverbs 21:19 says, it is better to live in a desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. Proverbs 27, 15 says, a constant dripping on a day of steady rain and a contentious woman are alike. So the Bible is very clear about being a contentious woman and the havoc that it will bring on your household. Proverbs 14, 1 says, the wisest of women builds her home, but a foolish woman will tear it down. And I think this ties right into a contentious woman. I think a foolish woman tearing her home down looks like contending with her husband. It looks like being upset rather than being cheerful. I hope that in sharing all these things, it actually gives you hope for living a cheerful life that listening to this, it doesn't make you despair of, oh, I'm such a horrible wife, this is so hard, but it gives you optimism that actually I can choose this with the help of the Holy Spirit. This could be my life. I don't have to be an upset woman. That's not my default. Being in a mood when my husband gets home and him walking on eggshells, that doesn't have to be normal. Normal can look like cheerfulness. There's that saying, happy wife, happy life. It's always said to the husband, happy wife, happy life, as in you make your wife happy and your life will be happy. But that's not true. It's the wife's responsibility to be happy. It's not the husband's responsibility to make his wife happy. Scott and I have talked about this often in our videos, but it's not his responsibility to make me happy. The moment that it becomes his responsibility to make me happy is the moment that I have made him my God instead of God, God, because my happiness and my joy and my cheerfulness comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from if my husband's making me happy or not. And again, these things are hard to say because everybody has hard circumstances in life. Everybody has a reason to not choose cheerfulness. Everybody. No one is exempt from difficulties and suffering. It says, John 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Again, <laughs> this would be a great scripture to hang up in your house because it is a promise that in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's a promise from God. He has overcome the world. He has the final say. And so none of us are exempt from hard things happening to us. It's up to us how we choose to respond when those hard things happen to us. Having the mindset that I am not a victim, that in Christ, because of Jesus Christ, because of what he did for me on the cross, I am no longer a victim, but I can live to a vision. I can trust in the Lord that he is the rock on which I will stand and I will trust in him even when the rest of life is chaotic and things don't go as planned. To bring those things before the Lord and say, God, things have not gone how I thought they would, but by faith, I am going to choose cheerfulness in this moment. By doing that, your life will have so much more peace than if you were to choose victimhood or choosing to have a pity party, or choosing to have bitterness in your life. Having the faith 
to choose cheerfulness. I mean, that's what Sarah did in 1 Peter 3. It says that uh, Sarah did not give way. I'll put it up on the screen. I'm probably going to butcher it, but Sarah did not give way to fear. And that's where I think the opposite of cheerfulness is fear, because if you're not cheerful, then it's because you're giving way to fear. Corey Ten Boom has a great chapter in her book. It's a funny book title. It's called uh, Don't Wrestle, Just Nestle. But she has a section in that book that changed my life. She said, it's okay for us to have concerns in life. What's not okay is being worried. And being worried is worrying about things that are completely out of our hands. Being concerned is you can make a change. You can do something to alleviate that concern. But being worried is you have no control over the circumstances. The outcome isn't up to you. You're just worried. And that is sinfulness. I don't know why I got onto that rabbit trail. If you haven't ever read that book, it's a very small book, but it's one of those books that I've read over and over throughout the past several years because there are so many key points, again, coming from someone who lived a life of great tribulation to then write these things and encourage us in the faith. And I think the idea that cheerfulness is a choice could be hard to swallow for some people, but how many times are we cheerful around other people when we're out and about, when we're at church, when we're at events, if you're working outside of the home, when you're working, you're choosing to be cheerful then. Why can't you choose to be cheerful within your own four walls of your home with the person that you vowed uh, to the Lord to honor. How is it that that's acceptable to be not cheerful in the most intimate place of our life in our home, but you can choose cheerfulness outside of the home? If we can choose to be cheerful out and about, then in the moments of our home, we can even more so choose to be cheerful. When I worked at Trader Joe's, if you've ever been to Trader Joe's, it is a cheerful atmosphere, but that is a requirement when they hire you. They make very clear that you are expected to be a happy person. And so if you can choose to be happy in everywhere else in the world, you can choose to be happy within your own home with the people that you love and are to love most and to honor God with how you treat them. And then there are practical things that you can do to help you choose cheerfulness. So if there are things that come up in your life that are constant stressors, how can you put systems in place that will alleviate those things from making you upset? So for me, that was church potluck. <laughs> so I did not grow up going to church potlucks. When we started going to our church last year, every other week is church potluck. And this stressed me out. It stressed me out so bad because I realized, one, we eat very differently from most people. We eat very healthy. And part of me was thinking, if I make the food that I make for me and Scott, is are we just so used to how this food tastes that it's going to be disgusting to everyone else? And I mean things like grinding my own wheat berries to make homemade sourdough. That has a more rustic feel than a sourdough loaf from the store would taste because it has the bran in it. And I'm not buying pre-made frozen meals from the store. Everything that I'm making is from scratch. And so for the first few potlucks that we had, I was so stressed out. I was so worked up. I Things didn't work out. And to the point where I was like, I'm not going to church. This is so stressful that I don't think I'm going to even be able to make it to church. And in those moments, I was like at war with myself because one, I'm like, this is ridiculous. We're going to church. And here I am grumbling about 
potluck and stressing out about this and I don't have a cheerful attitude at all. It was a terrible feeling. I felt icky and in my mind, I'm like, this is not cheerfulness. And so to alleviate the stress of that, I was like, you know what? I need to look up potluck recipes that are easy, that will work, that are still in alignment with my health values so that way I can still contribute healthy food to the potluck, but that are easy to make, that could be prepared the night before so that way Sunday morning I'm not worked up and stressed out about it. And so now I feel very peaceful Sunday mornings when it's potluck. It's easy, it's natural. I have about five meals that I choose from and they are no fail meals that will work. They are crock pot meals and they do well in the crock pot for the two to three hours that it's in there before we end up eating lunch and that has alleviated the lack of cheerfulness that I was having on Sunday mornings by doing practical things to alleviate it but it took me recognizing that that is sinful the way that I'm acting grumbling on a Sunday morning is sinful asking for forgiveness from my husband and the Lord and then asking the Lord to help me change my ways and to learn how to be cheerful on potluck Sunday mornings by doing things that work. And now Scott and I laugh about it because Sunday mornings potlucks are very smooth. And I'm like, remember when I was a stressed out mess going to church? It's so nice to be on the other side of it. So if there are areas that are constantly coming up in life that immediately make you upset or stressed or frustrated, start thinking of things and even talking to your husband about the things. What are things that we can do that when this thing comes up, I am not going from zero to 10, but I know how to manage situations like this. And again, there are circumstances that come up that are unexpected. And I'm not saying to be fake when really bad stuff happens because that is really hard. I think in those moments, it's bringing those really hard things to the Lord and going first to the Lord, even if that means separating yourself from your the rest of your family so that way you're not sinning against them by being rude, but instead going to some room in the house that you know it's just gonna be you, getting on the floor before God, grabbing your journal and writing down every thought that you have. Even if it's not a great thought, write it down on a notebook piece of paper that you can later rip up and throw in the garbage and never to be seen again, but just to get it out onto the paper to the Lord to bring that before God. And that way you're not bringing that to your husband. And that way you're not anger, upset, attitude, towards your husband, but you can bring that frustration to the Lord because he can handle that. Another way to practice cheerfulness is to change your expectations for how things should be. So I have an online shop where I make handbound journals and some jewelry. So on it, you'll see these leather earrings. I have some brass and gold bangles that are for sale. You can see they're ones I always wear. The group that I have up right now, they are inspired from the Proverbs 14, one verse of the wisest of women builds her home. So it says builds her home on them. There's pictures all over on the website of them and I'm making them in small batches because they take some time to make. And so um, those are all up on my shop and then I'll show you the journals here in a second. But in the process of making all of these things to sell in the shop, I'm very mindful of my priorities. So I do not want this to be something that causes stress in my life and therefore causes stress in Scott's life because I'm stressed. And so I had this expectation that I am going to get all of these things done. I'm gonna get all of these journals posted. And the reality is everything that I make, it 
it takes a lot of time. I am not done with all of them. So instead of getting worked up and upset, my mindset with this is, you know what? I'll get up what I can get up. I'm just gonna continue posting things as I make them. Instead of having this expectation that I'm gonna have one drop date where every single journal is ready and posted and uh, ready to go, I'm not gonna do that because that would cause stress on me. And this isn't my first priority. My first priority is to our home, is to making good, healthy meals for us, is to getting plenty of sleep so that way I remain healthy. I have other priorities that are way more important than getting these journals made and sold. And I still, I have fun doing this. Anytime I have a spare moment where I'm not cleaning or I'm not doing food prep, I'm sitting down and I'm making journals or I'm making jewelry and that's really fun and enjoyable for me. But that's where it needs to stay. The moment that it becomes not enjoyable and selling things on a shop is controlling my attitude, that's when I know it's time to take a pause and to not focus on it because I don't want that thing to rule me. One of you emailed me a while back when I did the helping my husband is my career video and uh, she has this amazing page, an online shop and uh, she was saying how she is getting married and how do you still manage an online shop and also help your husband as your first priority. And I think it's so cool to be able to have an online shop and use your extra time to be able to manage your time in your day to be able to create things, valuable things to be able to sell. Praise God, what a blessing. That's what the Proverbs 31 model is. The Proverbs 31 woman didn't prioritize her business over everything else getting to be able to be creative and make things was an outcome and overflow of having a very orderly prioritized life to where she could make linen things and sell them. But I think it came from first helping her husband, first being a keeper of her home, and then in the overflow of being good at those things, then having the time to be able to create things to sell. And so I was thinking about her question of how do I maintain having a shop, but also make sure that it's not in priority over my husband. And it really is the moment that your mood or attitude gets affected by selling things or the shop is the moment to take a pause away from it. That's why I got off Instagram when I did was because I realized that this was taking away my joy and peace and I don't want it to take away my joy and peace. So I took a break from it. So just being aware of those things, what is the root cause of losing joy? What is the root cause of being in a bad mood? And what are the things you can do to change that? And praying about those things and asking the Holy Spirit to help you with those things. I hope that it gives you excitement that you can have a cheerful life that your default doesn't have to be upset, but it can be cheerful. And I hope that this video has blessed you. I bless you and the rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with Kelly, K-E-L-L-I dot C-O. We have organic rooibos that we bring in from Scott's home country of South Africa. It is a delicious, no caffeine tea, loose leaf. It is so good, iced or warm. And I also have some vintage home goods in the shop and I make some hand bound journals, which are also available. We hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family.